for the Fantasy Football Picks and Bet Show on the Mayo Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Simpson. Can't believe it. 18 weeks are done. We're finally through the regular season. We're on to the playoffs, and we're still presented by Prize Picks. Sign up for Prize Picks using the link in the description below. Code MMN for the Mayo Media Network and get your deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. We say it every week, basically free money. I'm still cashing in on the first 100 bucks that I deposited. I think I'm up 250 right now. I'm really excited to bring in my co-host for this playoff prize pick edition. I got my guy, LQ, the Real Deal Fantasy on Twitter. How you doing, brother? What's going on, Scott? Glad to be here. Another week where we crush these picks. And I like the picks that we actually have, honestly. This is like literally a free space, free money, we like to say. Oh, my goodness. Uh, normally, we're kind of dealing with a, a slow trickle of prize picks, but they just dumped a full glut. I'm not <laughs> sure if they're going to have any more, but they're all there. So you're rushing, you're receiving, even your touchdown props. A lot of them are there. So go check out prize picks right now. And when you do sign up, code MMN, all year long, smashing that, getting those subs. Uh, let's talk about our picks. We've got two quarterbacks here. One we're lifting up, one we think can hit the number, one we're going to fade hard, right? So let's start with the one we think can get there. Your boy, Matthew Stafford, all year has been bringing the fire content only. Don't borrow your phrase, but, uh, so his prop is 275 and a hook. Talk to me about Stafford. What do you see in this matchup uh, that makes you confident that he can hit that number? Uh, I mean, the last two matchups against Arizona, he's hit the over on this 280 to be exact plus. And I feel as though, you know, a lot of people are down on Stafford because of the interceptions. But hey, it's playoff time. Sean McVay is going to make the adjustments. And I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford's going to make the adjustments. He's hungry, man. Uh, I just see him hitting the over on this just based on trending. He faced, you know, the Cardinals twice this year already. We get him in the playoffs. It's a different attitude, a different arena. So full send it. Yeah, you know, and I like this because he had over 600 passing attempts this year, top 10 in the league. So it's not like somebody who's gun shy or is not going to get the ball out. He had the third most passing yards in the league with over 4,800. So we're looking at a quarterback who can sling it every single week. So I think that's a great call. Uh, I'm going to full send that one as well. Triple stampies, no races. Uh, so let's talk about where we're going to fade. Uh, you know, the Mac Jones story, it was great. I think a lot of people took their victory laps. The best quarterback drafted in the first round later than expected. <laughs> um, but the last couple of weeks, he's come back down to earth as the playoff football has intensified getting there or getting to the playoffs. Uh, what do you think about Mac Jones is over 200 and a hook against Buffalo, no less? Uh, see, now Buffalo is the number one defense still. I remain standing on that. Um, I feel as though this will be a different assignment for Mac Jones. It'll be going back to where he had like 19 yards passing. And I feel as though, you know, they're going to run all over Buffalo because Buffalo's weakness was exposed in that game. So why not go back to something that we're seeing a lot of other teams capitalizing on? running the ball in Buffalo. So the under here for 200 and the hook, it's an obvious free give me here. I honestly think prize picks might have just threw everything out there and just made a couple errors where this is free money. They, they, they didn't realize that when you added up both performances uh, against <laughs> Buffalo this year, he didn't get that. He didn't get, yeah. he didn't get above, you know, 175. So, and the Buffalo Bills only giving up 163 yards per game during the regular season. You know, that's going to tighten up in the playoffs. So I think every single build that I make this week on price picks is going to start with that Mac Jones free square uh, yep. followed up by the Matthew Stafford. I'm, I'm pretty sure free square as well. So we're two for two. We're already making you money. Uh, let's actually bring you in a little bit more money now. Uh, I've got two uh, props that are passing and, oh, sorry, receiving and rushing, right? But I think they're both super juicy. Let's talk about Joe Mixon 
Texas. 65 and a hook rushing yards. Do you know how many yards he had last time he played Vegas, by the way? Uh, I believe he had 123. Yeah, if you had double what this. Yeah, something like that, right? So uh, 65 and a hook is, is laughable. He is going to get the bell cow work. Now, the only question is, is the full health there for Joe Mixon? Held out, of course, last week, getting some rest. What do you think about that injury, do you think he's going to be able to kind of get the full workload he was seeing before, or are they going to kind of hold him back trying to, you know, prolong his longevity during the playoffs? Um, I honestly, I don't know, but I feel as though with this game, it, it intensifies as like basically the running game where they have to run the ball on the Raiders. And I feel as though, you know, the last game that they faced them, you know, I feel as though 123, that is pretty hefty, but that was like mid season form of Joe Mixon hitting his stride of just being that RB one we love. So this may be, you know, a situation where 65 and a hook is a safe bet. So I like you taking the over, but me personally, I'm going to go against the green for the first time ever. I'm going to hit the under here. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. A prize picks divergence in, in the woods. I will say this, right? Uh, the Raiders, not, I mean, they're third worst against the running back position, but they only gave up 1,600 yards rushing, so under 100 yards per game. So it is a little bit of a sweat. Uh, and if this game turns into a shootout, you know, via the air yards there, yeah. Burrow and, and that's, what, uh, that's what I'm scared of, like playoffs. And like you're looking at the situation where Joe Mixon can get involved in the passing game, which is also a plus for fantasy, but fantasy's over. You know what I mean? So they're going to be looking to win the game at all costs. So I, I can see a, even a Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins getting hot and just go through the air and attack these guys. No, I, I respect it. I'm going to fade it, but I respect <laughs> it. Uh, let's talk about something that I, uh, I, I'm i not sure how it's going to go with the, you know, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs this week. You know, they had, you know, last week, Tyreek Hill on a snap count. You can tell he came in during the red zone possessions, trying to give him the ball, but he's not running up and down the field. He's not being used to stretch the field. That was Miko Hardman last week. Uh, you saw what he could do. Uh, he went over 100 yards, right, which is awesome. This week, 32 and a hook. Is it is it fool's gold? Is it just too easy, given kind of what we saw last week? Are they setting us up? Or do you think in a playoff matchup, he can get this? He can hit this, definitely. This is so low to where you're playing a safe bet. He can get this on one play because he's a speedster. He's a guy that can make the big plays, and he's going to get open. So I feel as though you can get this literally in one single play. I just hope it's not a jet sweep, right? I'm like, oh, I'm like pass the ball. Do not uh, throw, do not hand off the ball. Now, here's it's the- like that little push off. You ever seen them guys do a push off? That counts. That counts. I'll take a push pass. Uh, the last two games, 53 yards, 100 yards. So uh, trending in the right direction. Uh, you know, he's got 59 yards, 63 yards this year, 62, 76. So uh, eight of the half the games, basically, he hit over easily over that 32. So uh, I am very optimistic about that. So besides the Joe Mixon, I think we are lockstep. And so here's what you can do also. You can fade me or LQ, but build the rest of the three, right? Use all three and then go either or. So, you know, one of us is going to lose and one of us is going to, so you're going to win, right? Uh, that's how it's going to go. So uh, I love it. If you've not signed up for prize picks, what are you doing? I had to tell my best friend, my partner over at the Fancy Millionaires to sign up today. He hadn't done it. I couldn't believe it. I talked to him every week. I assumed he was already signed up. He's signing up. You should sign up to MMN. Link is in the description. Uh, smash that like and subscribe button while you're down there. Well, let's let's get to like uh, 69,000 subs here at the Mayo Media Network. I'm sure that'd be a great goal for 2022, right? And the year on 69K. Uh, anyway, uh, 
Let's talk now. We're going to transition. Uh, we've been talking uh, as, as we transition from prize picks each week. We've been talking uh, matchup start sits, what you're going to do with your fantasy roster, and then also we've been looking at injuries. So we're kind of going to transition away from that now. Talk a little dynasty, right? This is when the dynasty drafts are starting up. The new rankings are being put out. And so LQ and myself, what we're going to do today is we're going to take two different aspects of the dynasty uh, process. We're going to kind of break it down. And we're going to talk about first the top five dynasty picks as we see it heading into draft. So if you're drafting in the next couple months, these are some of the guys barring any crazy offseason injury or something that happens that are healthy right now that we know that they're going to be getting uh, the volume next year and we're going to be putting all our chips in on them. Uh, and then after that, we're going to talk about uh, where we see the positional value uh, long term. You know, who's the best at their position for dynasty if you are thinking in the long-term perspective, trying to build that winner. So let's jump in right now to the top five dynasty picks at the 101. I'm going to let you lead off LQ. Who is the number one pick that you are sacrificing it all to pick this year? I need me some Jonathan Taylor. And I think we both can agree. He is the one-on-one guy to where we're seeing him finally be the prime time guy, finally getting max touches. I know last year, Frank Wright was like playing with us mentally, you know, having a Jordan Wilkins get touches, Mac, you know, getting, you know, little looks in here and there when the season was starting. And then, you know, he got injured, but even Naeem Hines was being a little annoying at times, getting touches inside that red zone. So it's good to see Jonathan Taylor be that all-around guy where he can just full send it and just have full confidence as the first pick. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and one thing I did notice is looking at his attempts, same thing kind of happened last year where – not that he didn't, you know, launch off this year at the start, but not over 20 attempts. He didn't have over 20 attempts until uh, the latter half of the season. So he got into week 10, right? So you're still looking at like 17, 15, 10, 16 attempts. Now he had some targets, of course, he was a very targeted back, but during the latter half of the year, you saw 32 touches against Buffalo, 32 against Houston, uh, 29 rushing attempts against New England, 27 against Arizona. So you're really kind of seeing the blueprint of how they want to use him and how they're going to use him, I think, continuing into next year and, and on until, you know, the, the, the season is kind of over on his career and it sets because he is able, each of these games, he's not injured, he's not hurt, I mean, he's the workhorse, and he is such... Uh, I think one of the things we, we talked about before in the dynasty community was, uh, is he run out? Has he run out of gas? He's running through all these yards in college. Is he going to kind of end? No, no. He's no. just getting started. He did not use up his, his yards. And uh, I think I'm with you 100% one-on-one. Trade up, do whatever you can. Lock him in. He's going to be there for you know three or four, five years as a top you know first five pick in, the, in any draft that you're going to be in for dynasty. So I say lock him up right now. Yes, absolutely. That's a 100% agree there. Yeah. Well, what about wide receiver, right? We talk about running backs. There's a clear cut number one. Is there a clear cut number one in wide receivers? And, and kind of who would you take at the next pick, by the way, as well? Um, I just want to say that Jamar Chase is only 21 years old. Like, let that sit in. I mean, like, he's 21 years old. He's playing the way he's playing, breaking records. Him and Burrow already having that previous chemistry. That chemistry is going to lead to championships, hopefully this year. I'm, I'm going for the Bengals this year. Obviously, my Rams, obviously, but... There's a bunch of drama there. But anyway, <laughs> if it ain't the Rams, I'd rather the Bengals. But Jamar Chase, man, he's filling into that role where we had concerns going into the offseason, you know, everybody picking on him about the drops and stuff like that. You know, even me, I had concerns as well. You know, I wasn't fading him, but, you know, that's just sitting in the back of my head like everybody else. Like, hey, this guy has a problem dropping the ball. But, hey, we look at Deontay Johnson. <laughs> he dropped everything. So, therefore, look at him now flourishing into the position. But number two, clear cut, 
it has to be Jamar Chase, man, just based on the age, talent, and the situation. I mean, the Bengals are sitting at, like, probably the best situation, you know, speaking from Joe Mixon, you know, standpoint of a team as a whole. Everybody's healthy, whole lines back and healthy. They're playing, like, first-rounders where they drafted them. So I definitely love the future for Jamar Chase. Yeah, but they don't have Penny Sewell, so, you know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the Lions have him. All right, anyway, I will say this. It was it was close between you know Justin Jefferson. Uh, to put it in perspective, Justin Jefferson has three thousand passing yard or receiving yards in the first two years. You know, yep. sixteen hundred this year, a little bit more at fourteen hundred last year, so a little bit more than that. But still, that's insane, right? Uh, our boy Jamar Chase, fourteen fifty five this year, broke Justin Jefferson's fourteen hundred yard record from last year in seventeen games. By the way, he yeah. only caught twenty four yards last week. He didn't even need to do that to break that record. He broke it the week before. So uh, yeah, the thing I like about Chase, it's a little bit different is he has four less touchdowns in two years than Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, that, that's in one year, he had 13 and 17 for Justin Jefferson combined the first few years. Definitely close. Magnet. Oh man. Yeah. But I, it's close, but I think Jamar Chase for me uh, is number two as well, but, but Justin Jefferson is number three. And I think number I gave a case for that yeah he's number three what do you like about justin jefferson besides just the insane amount of targets and and catch rate i mean that's that's something that stands out myself but what do you like about him so i love everything about justin jefferson as an overall like wide receiver he can make the big catches he can go up and up top and he can just make overall you know guys look silly you know off the line so those are all pro things but me the what came down to chase and uh, justin jefferson in this decision was Kirk Cousins. And you're probably saying Kirk Cousins has played good ball, you know, the first four, eight weeks or whatever the case may be, no interceptions, and then boom, you know, it throws a couple of interceptions, whatever. But I'm thinking about longevity. I'm thinking that, you know, they're ready to move on. They're ready to move on for Zimmerman. I'm pretty sure they feel the same way about Kirk Cousins because he's never really gave them back you know, the money that they paid them and made them make a playoff run or go some type of close to a playoff run to where they can go deep and maybe a Super Bowl. So I think if they were ready to move on from Zimmerman, I think, you know, Kirk Cousins might be next. So who knows who's going to be stepping into that role? Who knows how long it's going to take for the rookie, you know, quarterback to get up the speed with Justin Jefferson. So that's really what was my concern here with, you know, Chase and Justin Jefferson. But hey, you at least have two more years with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Fingers crossed. So I haven't asked my number two. Yeah, I do like that. I do want to say 167 targets for Justin Jefferson, fourth this year, ahead of Stephon Diggs, right? Ahead of Tyree Kill, uh, Keenan Allen, guys you know are just like the target monsters on their team. So I love that. Uh, and 108 receptions. He had 81 last year. So he almost went up 30 more receptions. 30 more, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous, right? So I, I really do love Justin Jefferson, too. If, if you can't get Jamar Chase, don't feel too bad. You know, if you're going to draft uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, we, we, we do diverge now. Right. So we go into the third pick, the the, yeah. sorry, the fourth pick, the 104. Uh, and uh, you threw me a curve. I threw you a curveball, right? You, you're, you're a little bit more in line with, with the uh, the I guess the, uh, you know, collective wisdom, whereas I'm kind of often left <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I maybe I'm just impressed with this year. Um, but talk about your fourth pick and then I'll jump in and talk about mine. So my like I do want to say I love your fourth pick. I mean, I really do. But I had to throw little little curveball in there because Najee Harris is interesting like some people are fading because Big Ben is gone let's be honest Big Ben doesn't matter he's he, he was never there he, there was a ghost the entire season playing there that did not 
divert anything with Najee Harris's usage, what he was able to do. He's up there in that 70, 70% projectile of snap opportunities. So therefore you have a guy who's going to be on the field majority of the time. And that's what you want out of a guy like a Najee Harris can make plays out of the backfield. You know, you definitely want that little Duncan, you know, check down if they do bring in a rookie or if they do try to go out and get one of these veteran guys that are kind of washed up, they need that check down guy. And that could be Najee Harrison for the PPR guys. That is something we love to see. Yeah. Now I'll say this. The only reason I went Debo, that was the guy who I, I picked it fourth over Najee Harris is because of the offensive scheme being in flux. Kind of uh, you, you said a little bit about the Kirk cousins in the future, what can happen yeah. next year, what's going to happen. Their line has been uh, you know terrible in general the last couple of years. So I, I'm just worried. I think Najee Harris, after Jonathan Taylor, I don't think there's a more talented back in the NFL who can catch the ball of the backfield, but you know, he starts every play three yards behind the line of scrimmage because his offensive line is pushed back. Right. So that's the only concern I had. Uh, he is definitely the number two in dynasty for running back. Uh, I put Debo up there because this is what's crazy. Homeboy has eight rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah. Eight. Right. And and that doesn't even count on, on top of just him being a wide receiver, which means he's, he's not the best wide receiver, right? Not catching a hundred uh, yards every week or anything like that. He's got a couple games over a hundred, but, but the, the touchdowns and the rushes, man, he's so steady. And I, I gotta say, I slept on him this year. He was not where I should have had him ranked. And I apologize Debo, forgive me, sir. Uh, <laughs> you are number four for me. The good news is two years ago when I was thinking correctly, I did draft him on a bunch of dynasty teams. Those yeah. teams winning championships this year. I have one team that I crushed everybody in, Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, uh, and then some some guy named Debo, right? So uh, <laughs> that worked out well for me. Uh, what do you think, though, about Debo and, and his rushing? Is this going to continue? Can he rush for 10 touchdowns a year, or is this just kind of a, an anomaly until defenses figure out how to stop him in the red zone? Uh, Shanahan is unpredictable. Let me just say that disclaimer before I say what I say, but I definitely think we'll see a lot more Debo next season and seasons on as long as Shanahan wants to keep him in that backfield running the ball. I think, you know, Elijah Mitchell's there. He's a great talent. He's one of those guys that fell in the draft for a bunch of people. He wasn't drafted for much people in redraft or anything like that. So I feel as though Shanahan has this type of, you know, trendy thing where he rides to hot hand and then he doesn't, he tries to give opportunities. So don't be surprised Trey Sermon next year, you know, he gets opportunity the first half of the season and then it's back to Elijah Mitchell, but based on how many injuries like San Francisco go through, like the strength and conditioning coach needs to be fired by the way, because <laughs> 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 terrible because everybody gets hurt every single week. But well, I, I feel as though, you know, Debo for the future though, that rushing ability is like the key, like, the switch that's like okay boom i have debo in my lineup i'm good i'm good to go yeah i mean you saw it against your, your rams this weekend you know that they, they were giving him the ball he was yep. he, he do be rushing for touchdowns yeah you know? he, he playmaker like pay him whatever he wants yeah it's almost like you have him ranked at fifth or something you know what i mean like I don't <laughs> <laughs> that was me being a rams fan <laughs> <laughs> okay so who do you have ranked at fifth <laughs> <laughs> that's me being a Rams fan but okay. hey man Debo health is a concern he's still reckless with his body he's still one of those guys looking for contact and as a wide receiver I love that he has the running back mentality but it's like hey man some of the times you need to run out of bounds because that's what takes you off the field like honestly look at his injury history it is what it is right now I agree it's upside you're chasing right and if you have the Debo card this year you're cashing in so uh, my, my fifth is CD Lamb and I realized I've got four wide receivers on here. I thought, am I crazy? And then I went and checked the top, you know, 10 scoring this year. He got 
more wide receivers than you do running back. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe I'm ahead of the curve here. I love CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup probably gone. Not sure what the future is with Amari Cooper either. Uh, this guy is a stud. He needs more targets. Get this man 167 Justin Jefferson targets. Honestly, that's what they need to do. Uh, if that happens, up. <laughs> oh, right. If that happens, you're unlocked the cheat code for CeeDee Lamb. He could be the next Cooper Cup if you're looking for somebody. He's more athletic than Cooper Cup. I know his route running isn't there yet, but that guy can sky. He can fly as well. So uh, he hasn't even begun to get unlocked in the in the Cowboys offense either. So I love Debo. Uh, if you were to kind of put him down in, in this rank, we kept going, where do you think you'd have Debo? Is he a top 10 player for you, or am I just kind of shooting the moon here? Uh, top 10, definitely. That's a lock. I, I feel as though he'll play between that six and seven spot with, you know, the guys that we have on this list here. Um, CD lamb, he definitely needs the targets. He needs targets. Like we see what a Cooper cup or a Justin Jefferson, he deserves it. Like I feel as though targets are earned and I feel as though Amari Cooper complaining about tar- targets kind of played a role in that. I feel as though Amari Cooper earlier in the season, you know, dealing with injuries and stuff. Like if you watch hard knocks, I'm not too sure, but I feel as though, you know, when Amari Cooper on the way out, that's only going to unlock CD Lamb to see more of these targets. I really want them to bring Michael Gallup back, honestly, and kind of shipped off Amari Cooper for whatever, you know, they get. Even though Amari Cooper is still a very talented wide receiver, but, man, you got this young talent. They're, they're going to be ready to go explode. Yeah, no, I'm a big CD Lamb fan. I've drafted yeah. in the last two years on my main redraft team. Haven't changed my name. CD's TD's. And I do want to see more. I do want to see more next year. So, all right. I appreciate uh, your your uh, insight there. That was our top 10 or top five, really top five picks uh, between us. It was 10, but really we didn't give you 10 because we gave you three matches to start. Jonathan Taylor recapping was our first pick. Uh, LQ, I both went Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. So our top three looks very similar. And then a little divergence there. Najee Harris for LQ and then Debo at his fifth spot. For me, it was Debo at number four and CeeDee Lamb at number five. So let's see what happens. Uh, I'm going to definitely uh, hold your feet to the fire uh, if, if Debo outperforms Najee. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'll not give you a time. Um, right. so let's talk a little bit more now. This is going to be our, our last segment before we get out of here today. Uh, we talked kind of where you see the top in uh, five picks in uh, value going. I yep. want to talk about the best player at each position in Dynasty, which which maybe is reflective in the first round, but maybe it is not. You're not always going to get that top player 101. So let's kind of run down the ranks. And we have some differences here, which is good. I like this. Um, let's talk quarterback for LQ. Who do you have quarterback as your, your number one target that you're looking to build your team around? So I want to say with yours, I agree 100%. But I'm going to, again, divert just a little bit. But I have faith in Justin Herbert as my number one. I feel as though he is showing everything we need to see out of an elite quarterback. I really feel bad they're not going to the playoffs. That's something that, you know, he'll have nightmares about. Like an elite quarterback not going to the playoffs just sounds crazy. That's like no Tom Brady, no Patrick Mahomes. Like these guys deserve to be in that position. And unfortunately, his head coach did something silly. So we'll let him bury in that. I'm pretty sure you heard that. But um, Justin Herbert, man, I feel as though for fantasy, he's going to be electric. Hopefully they bring back Mike Williams so everything can stay in place. You know, I like players like Josh Palmer that was actually coming into the last couple uh, games where he was getting an opportunity with Mike Williams hurt or COVID, whatever the case may be with Keenan Allen as well on COVID. So I feel as though they have great talent there. Um, I just need them to go get David Njoko at the tight end position and they'll be ready to go. Yeah. 
No, I like that. I did hear a little blurb though that David Njoko loves himself some Cleveland. He just mm. he gets all dirty in the dog okay. pound down there. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do think that'd be a good uh, addition to your team. And, and actually, if you could use him, because Cleveland, they're like, let's use him today and then never again. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's annoying because he's such a great talent, man. I feel like he needs he needs to be unlocked by an elite quarterback. I, I feel as though you're dealing with a Baker Mayfield. You're not getting your full potential of talent because I feel like David Njoko could easily be a top five tight end if yeah. he had yeah. Justin Herbert. Agree 100%. Congratulations on Cleveland sucking again next year. They just uh, said they're bringing back Baker. So, oh, clap for you guys. But, hey, you're going to win the Super Bowl. You're going to win the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I heard from Cleveland fans this year. Congrats on the Super Bowl, Cleveland. Uh, you're going to win 2023. I already know it. I, I will say this. I like this pick a lot. I went back and forth. I mean, some people would say Patrick Mahomes in, in this scenario. But, you know, I love Justin Herbert. He passed for 400, 600 more yards than Josh Allen. He only rushed for 460 yards less. So he had 300 yards rushing. That is an area, if Justin Herbert rushes more next yeah. year, you could see a more Josh Allen-like uh, level of touchdowns from three to six. Josh Allen only has three more touchdowns rushing. But passing-wise, Herbert had two more, right? So that's a one-touchdown difference. You're only a point three, one point three points behind per game for Herbert. So you're nipping at Josh Allen's heels. And that, that is who my number one is. And I just like the rushing upside, particularly uh, in that offense. They like to go, go, go. Uh, the, the, the Chargers do too. Uh, but I like McDermott a little bit better than Staley right now. Uh, going forward on fourth and two from your own 19. I, I, that just that sits with me. So, but I, I like it either way. I think you're, you're in the money if you're picking Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. Um, Let's talk running back. I don't think we need to have a long discussion on this one. It's definitely 100% CEH. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was going to say, what? <laughs> I that was for Davis Mack. That was a Davis Maddock burn. I'm sorry. It is 100% Jonathan Taylor. It's not CEH. It never no. was. It's always been Jonathan Taylor. No. Uh, you, you do need to get some JT. I'm sorry, Davis. I love you, brother. But uh, <laughs> there was some craziness for CEH a couple years ago that was insane. Right. I and imagine if imagine if that insanity was all poured into Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that uh, just it would have been beautiful uh, instead of uh, just John Helmkamp having all of the Jonathan Taylor in all of fantasy Twitter. So thanks a lot. John. <laughs> Son of a bum. All right. So it's Jonathan Taylor or boss for us. Uh, let's talk a little wide receiver here. Are we both on the same page? Are we chasing down Jamar? Yeah, it, it, it's Chase 100%. I made a little audible in the notes, but it's definitely Chase 100%. <laughs> you trained Julio Jones. What are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> it was Odell Beckham. No. <laughs> the, Baker, the Baker comment spooked you. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, it's, it's Chase, right? It's always been Chase. It's Chase. Yeah, you got to chase Chase. I, mean, I can't go against the grain against that. No. Nah. No, I mean, the thing that really got it was the efficiency as well. He only had 81 receptions, only 81. Yeah. So only, this is just the beginning. I really do think Jamar Chase is the truth. So uh, Justin Jefferson, you're close, you know, but you, you got no Joe Burrow to throw the ball. And I think Joe Burrow, greater than sign Kirk, Captain Kirk. You like yeah. that cousins. So, all right. Uh, one more, we're going to wrap it up and then we'll get out of here. We're going to talk, you know, I think we have a different one on this one for tight end. Who's yeah. your tight end that you want to be? targeting in dynasty 
This is juicy, man. I'm going with my boy, Mark Andrews, man. He's finally back to everybody's mainstream lover boy. And I feel as though he's getting the red zone, red zone targets. Finally, the first half of the season, it was just like, what's going on? But then eventually, you know, it started going on. And what made me put him as my number one is basically, you know, Travis Kelsey is getting up there in age 33 next year, I believe. So I feel as though, you know, with age, you got to think long term. Mark Andrews is one of those guys who's still kind of the young bucks but he's shown and proved that he is QB proof. No Lamar Jackson, don't matter. You got Huntley. It doesn't matter who's back there. I mean, even wasn't it like Josh Johnson throwing him the ball at one point? So he is QB proof. Yeah, I love it. And you know what? I'm instantly regretting going with Kyle Pitts. Uh, <laughs> can I change my answer, teacher? No, I, mean, I, I will stick with Kyle Pitts just, just because yeah. the touchdowns will come. Um, I'm not a big Matt Ryan believer anymore. I, his yeah. decision making is is kind of um, it's I'm, I'm past it now. Um, it's, he does forcing. Not, it's forcing and it's not forcing it to Kyle Pitts. He's forcing it to Olamide Zacchaeus and, and other people. I, I don't age. Russell Gage, right. Uh, 110 targets. I like 68 receptions. I like over a thousand yards. I like those are all good things to build on. So there is, you know, light at the end of the tunnel for Kyle Pitts, but the Mark Andrews touchdown upside is going to be there a much greater touchdown upside. I mean, you're talking nine to one, you know, it's a, it's almost 10 to one. And, and, and you know, Kyle Pitts didn't even sniff too. It wasn't like oh. he dropped a bunch of touchdowns. There's like linemen in the NFL that have more touchdowns than him. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Kenny Galladay's mom has more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. So, <laughs> so just, it's not good. It's not no. good, but uh, I, I do like your, your Mark Andrews. Kyle Pitts would instantly become number one if they got a new quarterback, a gunslinger. Yeah, if they would have took Justin Fields, you know, God, that would have been like so beautiful to see next season. But yeah, well, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith is not a a, a competent coach. We're just going to put it that way for right now. I'm just going to (laughs) say he's not proven himself. You know, he he, he's not a Ron Rivera, which is not saying much. Right. Right now for the Washington football team, but still, he's got a lot of uh, growth to do if he's going to make Kyle Pitts into the superstar that we hope he is going to be. Um, but I love it. Uh, great content here. Let's go through LQ's top uh, pick at each position. We've got Justin Herbert at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor at running back, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Mark Andrews at tight end. We're lockstep on a few. I got Josh Allen at QB, and then we go Jonathan Taylor, co sign that with LQ, Jamar Chase as well. And I'm begrudgingly going Kyle Pitts, right? But uh, <laughs> if you see me draft Mark Andrews, don't hold my feet to the fire. <laughs> I don't want to win now, damn it, right? So, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm excited that you guys checked this out. Thank you guys for watching here on the Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Please like, subscribe. Uh, we like it when we smash the like button, right? That's what Pat likes to say. I just smash it up. Uh, and then also sign up for a prize picks code MMN. Take a look at the fire content picks that we had Coming into the show today, we went Matt Jones under 205 yards, over for Matthew Stafford, 275 and a hook. Nicole Hardman, 32 and a hook passing, or sorry, receiving yards over. And then the last one, Joe Mixon, 65 and a hook. I say take the over, LQ goes take the under. So fire content, only only one of us can be right. Let us know which one of us is right next week. Unless it's LQ, please don't come after me in the comments on Twitter. I can't take it. (laughs) Nah, you're good. (laughs) LQ, where can people find you and your content this week? Uh, I'm sure it's on the tweeters. I'm sure it's on IG and, and uh, YouTube everywhere, right? 
Yeah, you guys can find me everywhere. Real Deal Fantasy, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, obviously, and here at the Mail Media. I mean, I got two articles coming out this week. I just dropped one today for running backs you need to buy in Dynasty right now. The time is right now, so do not sleep. So find me at Real Deal Fantasy, and you'll get fire content, obviously. I mean, you're verified. It's got to be verified content only, right? It's verified fire content. You can upgrade your sign to a verified sign. It just means I'm a real person. Right, you're. I'm not, by the way, still not a real boy. I'm looking to one of these days. So you can find me over at Nimble W Numbers if I'm real. Uh, NimbleWNumbers.com as well. And if you're there, check out the Clash of the Beards and Bellies. Guess what? Your boy won three in a row. LQ nine to nine going into the playoffs. Oh, Bo is pissed. It is mm, beautiful. Yeah, three in a row. He doubted Mike Evans. He doubted Braxton Berry. Speak more, Bo. When will you learn, my friend? Maybe this week. Maybe this week. So please check out all my content too at nimblewnumbers.com. Check out LQ, the real deal fancy, everywhere that can be found. Please like and subscribe. Sign up for the Mayo Media Network on all platforms as well. Sign up for Prize Picks, MMN. Anything we miss, LQ? No, that's about it. All right, one thing. As we leave, full send, who wins between your L.A. Rams and the Arizona Cardinals? I'm say the Rams, duh. Duh, I love it. I'm uh, taking the Rams as well. Sorry, Arizona, just not your year. Don't tell the fantasy footballers. LQ, <laughs> <laughs> and for myself, Scott Simpson, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.